Welcome in to another juicy episode of Two Guys on the Mic. I am Scott, joined with Mike and Matt and special guest Tony over here for the NFL season. Um, today we are on part seven of our eight-part divisional breakdown. Today we have the AFC North. Uh, we're going to kick things off with the Browns. And guys, I got the Browns going eight and nine, the only team I have in this division with a losing record. Not because I think that they are a losing team. They just do not have a very favorable schedule. Um, they're, they're, they have no break. So let, let me let me just run this down for you guys. I got it written down here. So week one, Cincinnati. Week two, Pittsburgh. Week four, Baltimore. They get a buy in week five. Week six, San Francisco. Um, you see, and then week 10, Baltimore. Pittsburgh in 11, Denver 12, Jacksonville 14, Jets 17, Cincinnati 18. Um, yeah, there's just really no breaks in their in their schedule. Um, I do think they have the weakest roster in the division, but I do think they have a good roster. It's just with a with with a schedule like that, it, it doesn't matter. You're, you're gonna lose their best scenario is they they go 500 in those games. You know, and and to me that that just gives them the eight and nine, eight and nine record, taking fourth place. Um, what do you guys think? You guys mm-hmm. think Deshaun Watson's going to pick it up, go back to the old Deshaun Watson, uh, move forward? Um, Matt, I know you really wanted to talk about the Kareem Hunt departure. We could start with you on that, and uh, we'll go ahead and go from there. No, before we get there, the um, Deshaun Watson, that whole debacle of um, the whole guaranteed contract. Would he get two hundred thirty million guaranteed? He got two. He's it, it was ridiculous. Something that shouldn't be given out to him, or taking a year I, long honestly, vacation. <laughs> yeah, for yeah, taking a year long vacation for being in the news for the wrong the wrong things, and got traded from Houston to to uh, Cleveland. And is he going to live up to the contract? I don't think so. I mean, he could come back to the previous Deshaun Watson, which was he was a top six, seven quarterback in the league at, in in his prime before he took that the whole hiatus. Um, I see this team. I got them at seven, seven and ten. Same thing as last year. Uh, I see them repeating the seven and ten record. Um, they did a lot of improvements on the defensive end with uh, Zadarius Smith um, from Minnesota. Um, they just had no first or second round because of the Deshaun Watson trade this year, so they really couldn't take, you know, couldn't build that roster around him. Um, they took Cedric Tillman in the third wide receiver out of Tennessee. Um, I think this offense is going to be pretty decent. It's just the defense, what it can do to stay to stay off the field. Um, and keep that offense on the field. So I got them at seven and ten this this year, going seven and ten. Yeah, I'm, I think we're all pretty close, right? I, I, I was closer to Scott than Matt was. I actually had nine and eight, but nine and eight, eight and nine. I mean, coin flip right there. Yeah, I got the same thing, Mike. I got nine and eight. Uh, I feel like it all depends on Deshaun Watson's play. I think Nick Chubb. We all know he's going to do phenomenal. If you look at Nick Chubb's stats over the past three years, he's at a 25% increase in production every year. Um, I think that's going to actually fall down a little bit. Not necessarily, he's not going to have a drop, like a massive drop, but he, I don't know if he can sustain another 25% production increase. And he's been in the league for quite a few years now. He's considered an older running back now. Um, I don't know if he, he's not a Derrick Henry, but he's, he's a good back. But he, I don't know if he can have another 25% increase when he had 1500 yards last season. Um, but it all depends on Watson. And if I think what happened in the whole year prior to him getting suspended and being off or I was like 11 games or whatever it was. Uh, but 
when he was not playing, I mean, you're lazy. You know, he was. You saw videos of him. He was hanging out, doing bullshit. He knew he wasn't working out. He wasn't taking his career seriously. But I don't know how knowing that he has to start this season, he's going to play a full season. How was his conditioning throughout the whole season? I was I was reading articles and looking at videos, and he seems to be taking it pretty seriously um, going into the season. But who knows? Can can he repeat what he used to be a top six, seven QB like Matt was saying? It all depends because if he can do that, this is going to be a good team. If not, then yeah. I don't think they they can compete. I think I think he's out of the top six or seven for me. I I actually don't even know if he's a top ten quarterback right now. Yeah. Think, right right now, no, especially yeah. after last year's play. Yeah. So he's gonna have to he's gonna have to prove himself to jump mm-hmm. back into that top ten. Um, I, I feel like this was like kind of like a Russell Wilson situation, you know, mm-hmm. moved to a new, new spot, um, a lot of pressure, you know, new new offense, new guys you got to make connections with. So hopefully he does, you know, uh, he's got Amari Cooper over there. Amari Cooper is, is a legitimate number one. Um, mm-hmm. Like what, you know, me and Matt were talking about earlier, although he is uh, going to be 31. He's got people Jones, who I think is a little bit underrated wide receiver, and then and, and Joku over there. Um, at they the, don't they don't they forget they got Elijah Moore, Moore too. Yeah, yeah, yeah they got to pick up Moore. Yeah, Elijah Moore's a really good receiver. Everybody forgets about whole the whole thing that happened, the whole debacle in New York with um, that situation, and he, he falling out of the head coach's you know favorite spot or whatever, and and it's just it, it went sour. And I think he has a lot of talent. Elijah Moore had. A lot of talent. His rookie year did phenomenal. Um, I think in this offense, if he could develop a connection with Deshaun Watson, you know, to go yeah, along with Cooper. Thing, he's, he's already struggling. He's, he's getting hurt. He's, he got hurt. hurt. Yeah, he got hurt. hurt. Yeah. And so I don't know. I, I don't want to call him injury prone yet, but, I mean, he has potential to be great, but he's already getting hurt before it even matters. So I like if, to say he's a great pickup, but we'll see what happens if he can't. And, and if, you, if you look at their depth chart, if they get any injuries, they are going to really be hurting. They they don't have anybody to step in and fill a role anywhere, especially at the running back spot, man. That, yeah. I think their backup is Jerome Ford. Like, yep. oh man, it's like Tony said. There's what is it, twenty three percent vacated carries for the running back position. Like Chubb is going to eat this year. He's going to be phenomenal. Yeah. It's just that, like he's going to be he's going to be in there in the pass catching downs. You know, he really didn't do that with Kareem Hunt being there. Now he's a free agent. Um, Fournette's still available. You know, there's still some veteran backs they can add, but. If they don't, and Nick Chubb's the guy here, and this guy, he has the potential to dominate this year as far as being the Russian leader in the NFL. Yeah, I think, and I think that Dave, that David and Joku is going to do pretty well this year again. I mean, oh, yeah. he only got he only got hundred yards. Yeah, I think he, he's he's a freak athlete, but he doesn't have he hasn't had a consistent quarterback to throw to him. He was hurt, uh, I think, the past two seasons for quite a few games to impact his 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 career stats. So I think when you when you look at his stats, he 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 puts up numbers for the little amount of games that he plays in, and so I think if he can stay healthy for this season and he has Watson who play at least just average QB caliber, I think Njoku will take this next step too. Well, it, it goes back to the defense last year. I believe they're one of the worst rush defenses right in the NFL, as far as I can remember. They could not stop the run. I mean, this year they they. Made a point to try to bolster that defensive line with um, Dalvin Tomlinson in free agency. A couple of draft picks. Yeah, I think they drafted, um, I think a couple of D linemen. They signed Anthony Walker, a linebacker. Like they're trying to improve the defense, but 
I see that the defense of this team being their the weakest link. Their offense, I think, can score points if they gel. Give them a couple weeks, you know, the season. But yeah. it's just what it comes down to is this defense, and I don't see this defense competing in this division. I only have them winning one divisional game this whole year, and it's against the Steelers in Cleveland. So that's why uh, I have them. What they do – ironically, though, last year they – everybody in this division split three and three. Yeah. All four teams went three and three in the division. Yeah, but new year, Mike. No, yeah. no, I, I, I know I, that. Um, I only have them winning two divisional games. Well, you got them beating. But, um, I have them splitting. Twice? I have them. I have them splitting with Baltimore, and I have them splitting with uh, Pittsburgh. Mm. Really? Oh, okay. Huh. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, you know, and going back to the Chubb, the whole Chubb thing, Tony, um, you know, you guys mentioning about some of the veterans that are out there still. I really think they should go out and get one because, you know, yeah. Yeah. happen. it's a long season. If Nick Chubb were to miss, let's just say just something small, a minor injury, but he's going to miss a couple Two weeks. weeks. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're going to do. No running threat. Yeah, I mean, it's just – they're, they're not going to be able to run on some of these, especially let's just say it's like towards the end of the year. You know, you, you finish off against the Jets and, and Cincinnati, who are both tough to run. You know, if you, if you don't have, you know, Chubb out there, I, I, I don't know really how good that offense can really be. I don't know if Watson will carry him, you know, unless he completely goes back to the old Watson. But Which that's I don't think it's going to happen. I think, this, I think the offense is really going to be centered around Chubb until Watson can prove himself and prove his contract, basically. But, I mean, but the problem the problem I got with that, Tony, though, is because of the teams that they played, the offenses that they're going to have to play this year, if the defense, if those, if those pickups, draft picks, whatever, if, if they end up being – like, even if they're slightly better, they need to be way better because they're going yeah. to have to get some big stops against because all these offenses, especially in their own division, all, all three of their divisional opponents have great offenses and, and will have no problem putting up points. And they also have good defenses to back it up. Cincinnati has one of the most sneaky, good defenses in the NFL. I think they're one of the most underrated yep. defenses yeah. in the NFL. No, no one talks about it because, I mean, when you think about Cincinnati, you know, you, you think about their offense, but their defense is, is really yeah. on, 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 on both, you know. Uh, both at, yeah. at front seven and on their back end, they, Pittsburgh they too, stop. man. Yeah, they can stop. Yeah, you. and they could put up points on you real quick. So, yep. I think, well, for me, I, I do have them splitting with Cincinnati. I do have the Browns splitting, with, and that's only because they play Cincinnati week one. And if Jer- Joe Burrow doesn't play week one, I think they can squeak out a win because I, I mean, especially because Mixon is Mixon might not play either. I mean. Right now he's scheduled to play, but with all that lawsuit stuff coming out and resurfacing, and now he's getting sued by the little kid's family. Hey, like, save they it, might... save it. We haven't talked about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, if you look at if you look at all that if you look at all that stuff, like they might not play. So if they don't play, I have the Browns taking that. Game. Yeah, I, I I could see that happening in that situation. I could see them taking that game from Cincinnati. Yeah, and it is home. It is home against Cincinnati, mm-hmm. so it, it it could it could happen, but. I, if Burrow it plays, I don't think it matters about Mixon. They'll be fine. I think they could really... Oh, go ahead, Scotty. No, I was going to say, I think they could just they could plug in anyone, I think, because they don't really rely too much on the run. Like they do, you know what they mean? Like they do as, as far as passing the ball. So, yeah. 
Um, no, I just I think this year, man. I don't know. I honestly don't know what they're gonna do. They I understand that this team. I, I don't see this team making the playoffs. Um, and their cap situation, like I think Amari Cooper's due like twenty something million last year. Deshaun Watson's outrageous cap next year. Right now, I think they have sixteen million, but next year and the year after that, Watson's contract kicks in, and it's gonna be. For them to get around that money, I'm pretty sure they're going to move, you know, move move it back towards the end of the contract. But still, like this team, the where where they're at right now, I understand they're trying to win now, but I don't see this team being a win now team. Um, yeah, I say in another know. year or two, they're going to have to whether reload or or just try to rebuild, you know, with Deshaun Watson at the helm and go from there. So, if 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 this is Watson's only chance to prove that contract, and if he can't do it, they get rid of him next year uh, it's what i was going to ask what happens if he throws up a dud this season but if the, same thing as last year but if the money is guaranteed you can't let him walk he's going to be so much dead cat space that they're still going to be in a, in a yeah. bad situation so that's what i don't like about these guaranteed contracts yeah me too you know what i mean i the, the, i wish the nfl would get away from this guaranteed money because there's no guarantee that they're going to perform to the contract there's no guarantee they're not going to get injured mm -hmm. like no matter what way it's, it's 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 a business standpoint and me as an employer i would say hey can you guarantee that if i'm paying you like a top five quarterback your performance is going to be a top five quarterback yeah. you know what i mean no, so like and this is i don't know i mean i'm surprised we haven't talked about guaranteed for a long time i know we addressed the running back situation and what they're earned what like what they deserve which is fine but that's different than guaranteed I'm a wholeheartedly, yeah, yeah, not even for quarterbacks, for all the positions. I am not, I am wholly, wholeheartedly against guaranteed money. Now, whether it, well, against is fully guaranteed or even like 75% guaranteed, some bullshit number that you're just like, what? That's the nature of the game, bro. This is your job. I don't go to my employer and tell them, hey, you need to guarantee me a part of my salary every year. Even if I were to quit right now, I would still get paid that. Like, or I would, I would get, I, I, it just it doesn't make sense to me like it's the nature of your game like why are you wanting to guarantee that's how i love the Patriots structure i love their contract structure they don't sign people to massive fully guaranteed or half guaranteed contracts and they make them earn their money it's what they it's what they always did they won a million super bowls over the past it's 20 the, years it's just the nature that well that was with tom brady taking pay cuts they don't have tom brady no more so. yeah but that's that's my point like players need to be like tom brady they but don't we want to be the opposite. No, they ain't trying to. Um, because we're in an era now where it almost seems like uh, everyone's about, you know, themselves. how much that put might be account as opposed to, you know, what, what's best for the team. And I get it. You want to get paid. I understand. Mm -hmm. You know, and at the quarterback position, it, it doesn't matter because win or lose, everything gets pointed to you. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm -hmm. So you're, you, you're the spotlight of the team. Yeah, and, and everything, you, there is a lot of pressure for your performance. But at the same time, if you're not playing up to par and you're asking for a certain amount of money, I really wish teams would tell these guys, go kick rocks. Or yep. find else. Yeah. But that, that's the whole point. Like that, I guess that's the stigma now, right? I mean, we say it all the time. When somebody gets a massive contract, it's like, okay, well, they're not going to perform well anymore because they don't have to. They get this massive contract, massive guarantee. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting paid. What's it matter I'm, what I do? I'm getting paid. Why am I going to kill myself on this field for? There's no love for the game anymore. We could say the same thing for Watson and the, the other quarterback in this division with Lamar Jackson. But 100%. like I said, right this year his cap hit is only 19.19 19 million. Let's let's just throw it there. 19 million. 
Next year, it balloons $63 million. Oh, my gosh. It goes from 63. That's wow. what I was telling you. I, I was reading a couple articles. It goes to 63. After that, 25. It goes to 64. Then 65. What's the, what's the cap space next year? They're dead the, cap. They can't. The they can't. I don't know. It, it, they're going to have to move some numbers. Around. There's there's no way they, that they're going to pay that guy 60 something million. They're going yeah, to have to rework huge. that contract or something. So his dead cap for next year, 200 million. The year after that, 136 million, and then 72 million in 26. They could get out in 27 of a dead cap of 18. That's what I was yeah. saying. It was, it, it was such a bad contract. It's a bad contract. They they have handicapped themselves, or I not handicapped, but they have handcuffed themselves for the next four seasons. Mm-hmm. It's not wow. I'm not, I'm Deshaun Watson. I'm sitting fucking pretty, bro. I'm not doing so, shit. That's what I'm saying. This team, this team is gonna they be. They, they will not be able to afford Amari Cooper next year. It's gonna be in a bad way. Yeah, no, it, not, it's not with sixty something million. Well, he's gonna he'll restructure. You know, money's gonna get moved around, back backloaded, and all that shit. But how are you gonna backload it? It's already backloaded. Well, you you can restructure and backload it towards like the year like twenty seven. His contract ends in twenty seven. And what's the cap hit in twenty seven? Eight million. But that yeah, they can they can backload. But that gives you that helps you out next year. You're yeah, screwed. That, you're screwed the year after that. That's what I'm saying. So this team is they're built for win now, but they're not gonna win. Anything. No. So ever, yeah, they're gonna be in the flux for a while. Built to win for years. Uh-huh. One, a lot of these ready to go, and mm-hmm. they're pretty much married to Deshaun Watson without signing their prenup. They're 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 yeah. stuck in marriage, so it's that's their problem. But uh, now we know why that they couldn't afford Javon Clowney. He's a free agent. They lost him. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what? He's been kind of a bust for what yeah. he's supposed to be. Uh, yeah. So I, it, it will not end happily. No, but uh, all right, guys. I, I think you talked about the Browns long enough. Let's move on. Uh, move on to the Steelers here. Uh, I got the Steelers going eleven and six. Ooh. I, yeah, I do think the Steelers um, have probably the easiest schedule of the four teams in the in the division. Uh, they've never had under a five hundred record with Mike Tomlin uh, as head coach, which is something that I think needs to be talked about a lot more because that's a really good feat. And but one of the things that they have to their advantage in the schedule, so two of their road games, right, uh, at Indy, mm-hmm. at Baltimore, are both to be determined. So regardless of that, it's going to be an away game for both teams because it's going to be whether it's going to be in Europe or whether it's in Mexico or whatever. Yeah, so I, what are you guys laughing about? I didn't know. <laughs> no, we're just <laughs> no, back, to, back to your comment, Scott, about that uh, whole Mike Tomlin. And can you believe the man's never won Coach of the Year award? Yeah. He's never won Coach of the Year award. And, and it, it's a shame because great coach, man. I mean, the teams he's had to deal with, even with Big Ben there, we all saw Big Ben at the end of the twilight of his career. It's just he wasn't himself. He could not yeah. move. He could not throw the ball. He had no arm strength. And he was just hurting the team. And he still ended up 500 or better. Never right. had a losing record, and I don't. I think he's been there for what ten years, something like that. I don't know how many years he's been there, but it's phenomenal. Okay. Um, great, great, great coach. Amazing. I had them at ten and seven. Um, That's where I got them. Yeah, I got them at ten okay. and seven. Um, they added. I mean, oh. I know that on the oh, offensive end, totally different than if he's over. No, there. I'm not totally different. I'm just. I I think they're low. I I'm more with really? you, Scott. I I think I'm more with you, Scott. Um, I'm, oh, yeah, we're low on the wins. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I have him at twelve and five. I actually wow. have them taking the division. Um, Ooh, uh, I, I think. Hey, I, I think, bookmark, bookmark this shit because yeah, I have them. 
So I have them 12 and five. I think that Kenny Pickett is going to have a above average season. I won't say he's not going to have a, a like a elite season, but he's going to learn that he's going to be better than he was last year. He didn't have opportunity, right? They were, didn't they didn't have, have they didn't have a chance. They, they were, they were like in and out of quarterbacks and Pickett didn't really do that. Well, I mean, he, he has to learn. He still has a lot to learn. And I think he's going to learn. And I think he's going to do average at best or if better, if not better this season, he won't be elite, but Pickett's going to do great. That's my personal opinion. And I believe there's two key weapons that are going to explode this year. And I think that Pickens, George Pickens is going to dominate that field. And it's because of it, one stat alone that made me feel like he's going to dominate. And that's because Pickens will go off. So Pickens, he had 800 yards last season. Last season, 800 yards, 15.4 yards per catch. It was an amazing rookie, rookie season. Not like overall, like a 1,000 yards. They got close. He had more yards per catch than Justin Jefferson in the past two years. And that, and, and if you if he plays the full season and he has a quarterback that's consistent, stays with him every game, throws to him, he's a target monster. I think he's going to be monstrous and go off. I think George Pickens is he's an amazing football player. He's big. He 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 can make special plays. He can make it crazy plays, and he can just get it out there. That's the first one. And the second one is Najee Harris. I think Harris is going to go off because they bolstered one reason alone. They that the tight end that they signed, the tight end Darnell Washington. He's he, that's another blocker that they have for them. He's a massive tight end, and he if you watch the tape on him. He blocks. He's not the pass catching back. He's the blocking or the pass catching back, the pass catching tight end. He's the blocking tight end. If you look at look at the schemes that he was in, he he blocked most of the time. He's great at blocking. I think they added that that O line extra extra O lineman mm-hmm. in him, and he's gonna Najee Harris is gonna be way better this year than he was last year. And so those two factors. Make so I don't like Harris. I, Harris is average to me, but to to backpack on the offensive line that. This offensive line was one of the worst offensive lines last year in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Worst. I want to say they're 29th or 28th in the NFL, from what I can remember. Um, they go out this offseason. They they draft um, they draft the offensive lineman in the first Roger round. Roger Jones. Yep. Roger Jones, phenomenal. I think he was like a top two tackle in the in the in the NFL draft. He just fell. Um, a couple of free agent signings. They signed two guards and another tackle. They're looking to bolster this line, and I like the fact that they see Pickett as their franchise quarterback. And I, I like when teams go out there and bolster that offensive line to get the quarterback comfortable in the pocket, get him, get his feet under him. Don't have you don't have those happy feet like I did last year. Um, another year on the offense, like like Tony said, with Pickens and all the weapons around him. And I think Pickens and him are going to develop a great, phenomenal relationship. Uh, running game will be a lot better because of the offensive line. Um, you have a lot more time, a lot more time to throw the ball. So I see this team being really good on offense. I don't see them winning twelve games, but. I, close to, I mean, I got them at 10, so, you know, it could happen. They can catch a hot streak, and they have a decent defense. They drafted Joey Porter uh, Jr. in the second round. Mm-hmm. Um, so this team, I, I can see them doing some good things. Um, and, and before I kick it to Scott or Mike, Pickens had a, a contested catch rate last year of 74%, highest in the NFL. Yeah, and he the, the word out of camp is he's just been an oh, he's, he's been just monster. Been dominating and yeah. that when i hear that that's just 12 and 5 i think they're gonna win the division yeah so. well it's gonna fall too if on De- deontay johnson who's mm-hmm. has one of the worst drop rates in the nfl oh. yeah you know he had oh my god 
how many targets you know he didn't catch a single out of all his i can't remember the exact number but do you know he didn't catch any red zone targets last year yeah zero touchdowns (laughs) that's i I don't even consider johnson their number one receiver pickens is gonna be number one by game one oh yeah well this whether it's game one or not he he's gonna overtake him for for the uh number one receiver for sure um but i i can say what or i can see what you're talking about tony with Najee harris taking a taking a, a step up you know with upgrading the offensive line drafting a, a blocking tight end he was exactly what matt said middle of the road running back he was ranked 15 in total yards he barely cracked a thousand he was at a thousand and thirty four his yards per carry were only 3.8 it was it was putrid it was horrible man it was horrible the offensive line, line, the offensive line, yeah. But I, for some reason, Scott, Jalen Warren, correct me if I'm wrong. Offensive line, Warren's going to be something. You rushed like over like six yards a clip beyond the same line. Tell Not, me if yeah. you watch Najee Harris, he doesn't have good vision. It's not the offensive line play. Yeah. Watch his vision. He Dude. doesn't have good vision. He doesn't have good patience. He just pretty much takes the hand off and <laughs> gets oh, yeah. the runs his offensive lineman, falls over, gets a couple yards. Do yeah. I, I I watched a couple Warren, of Steelers Warren games last a, year. Warren had a four point nine. Yeah, it was five. It was it was pretty elite, man. That, yeah, that was uh, Scott Scott saying Najee Harris is just like uh Trent Richardson. I was just gonna say that he reminds me of Trent on some carries that I see the hole. I mean, of course, we're not we're not but we're not football players, we're not athletes on the NFL field. Oh well, I'm an athlete, but yeah, but we're not you know, we're NFL running backs. You can see the hole on TV. I'm sure the guy can see the damn hole in front of him yeah. to his left, to the right, a couple of yards. I don't know. If it closes too fast on him, it's just I don't see his vision being elite. I, 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 he has the tools to be got to learn to cut and hit the next hole the, over. The eyes is what worries me. Um, I, I, and I think Jalen Warren could be something. Um, I think Harris is going to be a lot better. Yeah, for sure. But I don't see yeah. him being in the upper echelon of running backs. He's going to get plenty of touches to prove it because he, he, he's a pass catching back. But as far as the rushing attempts, um, he's going to get the goal line carries over Warren. But in between the twenties, I, I see Warren getting worked in here a little bit. Yeah. Uh, a few notes I wanted to talk about about their schedule. So I had them at 11-6. I did almost put them at 12-5, and five, Tony, with you. So, hold on. You guys talk. Um, what did you say you had them at? Scott has them at 11-6. and six. He almost had them at 12-5. and five. I, I have them starting off hot, losing to San Francisco, but then winning four straight going into the bye week. Yep. Mike, yeah, I have the yeah. same exact thing. And then, but what's going to kill them is their last three games of the season. Cincinnati at Seattle at Baltimore. I have them losing all three of those. I got them winning Seattle. I have them beating Baltimore. I have them losing to Seattle because it's in Seattle. Seattle is still going to be fighting either A for the division or trying to lock up a better wild card spot. (laughs) And these two teams match up good. They're they're similar to one another. Seattle and um, Pittsburgh. Now I have them winning. For comparison, I have them winning the three games before that. Arizona, New England, and Indianapolis. Well, here's here's one other thing too, you guys. So with with outside their division, they have games against San Francisco, Jacksonville, Green Bay, New England, right? For, for you could say you could still throw in New England as like a tough game because they do have you know a good Great defense. defense. All four of those are at home. Okay. Their only outside division game that's tough is at Seattle. Everything else is at home. But after their bye week, their bye week is in week six. After their bye week, they play three or four divisional games on the road. That's tough. That's tough. 
That's that's not what you want on the back end of your schedule. You would want that flip-flop. So they play Cleveland at home week two, Baltimore uh, week five. They play at home. Uh, they need to win both those games. They mm-hmm. absolute, Those are absolute must-win. I have them winning both of them. Yeah, yeah I, they can't even go one-on-one on that just based off of some of the teams they have in the second half that they mm-hmm. have to play. Um, so they, they could, based off their schedule, they could reach the 12-5. and five, But I'm pretty sure I think they're going to be around the 11-6 mark. I just don't have them quite mm-hmm. as good as Baltimore and Cincinnati. Just a hair under, but that's where I have them. We're around there. 10 to 12 wins. Not bad. That's a good season. No, it, Great season. It, it's going to be season. interesting. They, they, this division could have three people going into the playoffs. Yep. Um, there's, there's a couple of divisions that can have three. Yeah. People if it goes, if this division goes their whole way, all these, all these teams, I think, have a winning record in this division, man. Yeah, I really think. They yeah, could. yeah. But even, even at nine and eight, I don't think, um, I don't think Cleveland makes the playoffs. No, 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 no. He's just saying he was saying the winning, winning record. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, winning record. Yeah. Yeah, it, the problem is that the 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 AFC is just stacked. It, it's crazy. It's just it's crazy outside of the AFC South. Um, I think all these teams could end up it's having a, three teams with winning records. It's, it's it, a cutthroat it, AFC. Yeah, it is. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. It's just I don't know. I, I it might come down to in these divisions. Healthy. But, Healthy. Yeah, Health. That's what's really gonna. Exactly. But uh, you guys got anything else you guys want to add? No. No. Pickens. 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 <laughs> I they, uh, him in Dynasty, so he needs to. Yeah. So, anyways, we'll move on to uh, Baltimore. Um, Baltimore. I got Baltimore twelve and five. Ooh. Got Baltimore twelve and five. Um, this is gonna be Lamar Jackson's opportunity. To prove that he is more than just a runner, um, I'm expecting J.K. Dobbins to be healthy. Um, you know they they drafted uh, Zay Flowers, they signed Odell. Now Odell Beckham is not you know what he used to be, but he's still Odell. I didn't say. It. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's mm-hmm. he, he's got Mark Andrews, who's who's a top three tight end. They got weapons everywhere on this offense. Um, Odell is also coming off of ACL. Top two tight end, sir. Huh? Top two tight end, sir. I give him top. I give him. I give him. I give him top three. I, I think you can argue him, Kittle, and Travis Kelsey, based off of what they all bring to the table, are top three. Do Kelsey's number okay, one okay. tight end in the NFL? I don't give a yeah. shit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Kittle's Kittle's stats talking, may not necessarily be up there, but we're it's talking the NFL that he does on the field too. I always think fantasy you you can uh, okay okay yeah, okay yeah, I will give you that I will give you that yeah, yeah your overall yeah your your overall what they what they are to the team yeah, yeah Matt, you don't want to throw Darren Waller in there no no you mean I can the fuck dude Darren <laughs> oh my god anyways All right, good but yeah now that Lamar Jackson threw that big fit guys do you think He's going to go out there and earn that contract because this is one thing I have against Lamar Jackson. Sean Watson 2.0. He is a great regular season quarterback, but come playoff time, his flaws come out to play because he is just not – he can't pass good enough to to get Baltimore over the hump, and that's the problem I have with him. He just – he's not – I've seen him miss some throws where I'm like, "Mm, dude, like – 
as an NFL quarterback, you got to be able to make those throws on a consistent basis. And he has some of those issues. So, um, you know, and also they finished the season at Jacksonville, at San Francisco, home against Miami, home against Pittsburgh. Four playoff teams is how you're finishing off the season. Yeah. We're going to see what's going to happen. I, I don't know if they can go into Jacksonville and then fly all the way across country to San Francisco and be San Francisco as well. That's, that's, that's tough. That's, that's tough. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it, I, so, Scott, I have them going 10 and 7. Not exactly what I have, Matt. I have them going 10 and 7. Um, still still well, but not. They're above 500, just not not anything that's going to blow anybody away. And it's because of well, it, it's because of uh, why is his name sleeping on mind? You just said it. The quarterback. I don't know why I don't Lamar Jackson. Jackson. I don't know why it wasn't sleeping <laughs> in my mind. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think he's going to play well. He got that fat contract. He's going to relax. I mean, he his his moniker is running. He is a he's a running back in a quarterback's position. Got run seven hundred some yards every season. And they want to, they're, they're out there telling people, we want him to pass more, pass more. He's not a great passer. So what what do you benefit from making him do that? So yeah. I just, I don't think that's going to work on their paper. I don't know if it's going to work. I, I I got them at 11 and 6. So we're all around the same wheelhouse. Um, My, nothing going to 11 and 6. You said 10 and 7, right? 10 yeah. and 7. I have him 10 and 7. Um, back to the Lamar, Lamar Jackson, um, the contract. It was warranted. I understand he's a franchise quarterback. I mean, they're rare. They're they're hard to find. If you have one, you, you got to pay the man. I mean, yep. it is what it is. It, it's this climate in the NFL. You got to pay your quarterback if you have one. He's great. Um, like Tony said, as far as being a great passer, um, they fired Greg Roman, their old offensive coordinator. They brought in Ton Mock, and this guy he loves to throw the ball. So now they're putting the Ravens are putting the ball into Lamar Jackson's hand and say, hey. We paid you like a franchise quarterback. Now you need to get us to the promise end, like a franchise quarterback through there. Go ahead, Scott. And we'll oh, see yeah. if he's gonna. We'll see if he's gonna deliver on that. I mean, we, I've seen a few throws that he against what was against Miami last year. I mean, Miami was getting uh, that game against the Ravens in Miami. It was just a a fucking throw the ball over the field. And what do you have like five touchdowns, four touchdowns, like yeah. three hundred something yards? I mean, like we've seen him do back it back and forth. We've seen him do it. Um, I don't know if he's going to throw over 600 times, and that that's going to be interesting. I don't think he hits 600 pass attempts. Um, but this offense is good. Like Scott said, they brought Odell Beckham. I mean, rumor has in the offseason he was looking to retire. Um, they brought him in. I honestly think they overpaid for Odell and his services. He What do you get, like a one-year $15 million? Yes. Um, yeah, that was expensive. It's too much. Million. I think it would be up to $15 I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they have some good pieces, man. Like Scott said, they dropped this Zay Flowers in the, in the first. Um, yeah. Great, elite, yeah, quick, phenomenal. He's fast. Um, Rashad Bateman. Number one wide receiver in this draft class. And, and I, don't, uh, I, I don't know. I feel like me, but not with, not with Jackson. Rashad Matt, Bateman. Matt and I is, were talking about it. We were both watching Zay Flowers. And it, when it came down to it during the draft of the teams that were right around there, we both said it. Baltimore, in our opinion, was the worst place for him to land. Yes, yes, I agree. Worst he place. reminds me of the receiver that used to be there. Mike's favorite, Marquise Brown. Reminds me of Marquise Brown. Lock, he's a lot faster and a little shiftier, but it just reminds me of a faster Marquise Brown. Mm-hmm. Same, yeah. same body type, same archetype. It's just I think when healthy, um, Odell's Odell's towards the end of the, end of the career. 
Sean Bateman coming off the foot, you know, the foot injury, the foot surgery this offseason, I think can be I think he had two games last year. He had really great games before he got hurt. Um he was nicked up the rest of the year. I think if he comes back healthy on the outside to go with um Zay Flowers in the slot, Odell on the outside, they can have some threats with, you know, Mark Andrews across the middle. Good run game. They love to run the ball. So I see this team doing doing big things. Great defense. They, they always put out a great defense in Baltimore. Well, and, so. and, and one thing I think they're smart, too, is they have some veterans that can come in and plug and play a week or two if somebody misses. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, they have Nelson Aguilar, not a huge name. They can plug and play him for a game or two if they had to, yeah. if somebody yeah, gets hurt. Yeah. Same thing. They got Melvin Gordon. If, yeah, if, yeah. Mm-hmm. if Dobbins gets nicked up, you know, so they have some vets, I think that can, that they can punch in there. Yeah. They, they can punch in there if need be. Can they carry them for the season? No, but we all know guys miss games here and there and, and they got a couple people they can put in there. Yeah. Compare yeah. that, compare them to say who the Browns have behind their starters i don't think they, they, they wouldn't be able to do that go ahead scott because i know that when when we try to talk when you try to talk it cuts off one let's say this that this team on offense is the most talented offense that he's had his whole career I, you got these two tight ends isaiah isaiah likely he was a good rookie last year like he has talent all over the field now it's his turn it's it's his time to prove it like this is the most stacked he's ever been the most weapons that's been around lamar jackson and i think he can do it to be honest with you um I'm putting it on him. I think he can do it. So and he's gonna—he's always gonna be that mobile quarterback. He's gonna get you those five, five to seven hundred yards rushing, whatever it is. But I—I th- I can see him throwing forty-three to forty-six hundred yards with like twenty-five touchdowns, north of twenty-five touchdowns. So I can see it. I'm not saying he's gonna go for thirty-five touchdowns and fifty-six hundred yards. He ain't doing that. Like twenty-two hundred passing yards last season. Even then, if you look at the year before, it wasn't even. What, yeah, but he only played. That was with Greg. That was with Greg Roman, though. Greg Roman, we all know, like, run the fucking ball, run the fucking and, ball. And Lamar Jackson was hurt ball. last year. Yeah, twenty two hundred still. Yeah, I see him throwing for four thousand at least. Mm, I don't. If if they let this offense open up, it's well, it's a put it's a put up or shut up year. He's got everything he needs, and they actually had one of the top defenses last year in their division. They allowed the least amount of points in their division or of all the teams in their division. Let, okay. Well, let's, let's Scott come in and defend his man. No, no, I'm not. I wanted to go yeah. back to the Greg Roman thing. So Greg Roman was offensive coordinator during the jar, John or the uh, Harbaugh era. And of course you had Kaepernick. He pretty much is like a Lamar Jackson replica, you know, and the problem with their offense is like what Matt said, they, they would run it. They could be down. They could be in the third quarter down by 20. He's still trying to run the ball. And the problem with Greg Roman is he he's not a good pass throwing Scheme. offensive corner. He doesn't have, yeah, he doesn't, he he just, the plays. sometimes you're like, what is, what is he calling right now? And that was one of the, the flaws during that era was, yeah, we, they were able to run the ball great, great underneath, you know, what he was calling. But yeah, come throwing. So, it is going to be interesting to see if Lamar Jackson can throw the ball like what you guys are saying. Now, Mike, it's not a put-up-or-shut-up because they already signed him to the contract. No, Lamar- I, I, I don't mean it as in put-up-or-shut-up, but it's like, okay, you have your weapons now. You have no excuses. Well, it's not even excuses. I think we've all seen him pass. It's not pretty some most of the time, right? Yeah, he makes those phenomenal passes like that Miami game that you're talking about, Matt. 
But like, I mean, you have to be able to do that consistently. And I don't think he can. Um, and so when you, when you, it's not fair to Lamar Jackson either. You sign him to this massive contract, then you're going to force him into positions he doesn't like to be in. He doesn't like to be a throw passer. He likes to be a runner, a mobile quarterback. I, I mean, if, if you try to take away those opportunities for him to have that option to run and you want him to pass the ball more, it increases his opportunities to mess it up. And if he starts messing up more, because we all know he messes up more than not when it comes to the pass. And if he messes up more, I mean, it's more of a, like, I told you so, like A, a plus B equals C, you know? I don't know. I, I just feel like he's not in a good situation. And if it doesn't work out for him and they paid him all this money, it's not fair to him when people say, oh, well, he's not panning out. Well, you're changing the complete, his complete outlook as a quarterback. Like he wants to do one thing and you're forcing him into another. He's his MVP year. He had 30, 3,167 yards, 36 touchdowns, six picks with 1,200 rushing yards. I think if he can do that in a Greg Roman offense, I think with Todd Monken, I, I can see him throwing easily 4,000 yards. Easily. Yeah, but how many rushing yards did he have in that season? 1,200. 1,200. But he had 3,100 passing yards. And yeah. you're considered a good passer, you're above 4,000. I don't know if he can if, do that. If they, he's not going to rush for 1,200 yards. He's not. Well, gonna no, I know he's not going to run for. I, I'm not talking about running. I'm talking about passing. If he could hit 31 Roman, he could hit 4,000 with Monken. I think he can hit, four, but that's not my point. I don't think you're. But what's he going to be running? What? How my many yards do you is, put him out if rushing? If he hits 4,000 pass yards, or if he's trying to achieve 4,000 pass yards, that's going to cut Monken, into his rushing yards a lot. It's going to cut into his rush yards. But how does he achieve 4,000 pass yards if more than if it's, if the 50 50 chance whether it's going to be a good pass or not a good pass? Because well, Tony, Tony, maybe he's I, developing I, this offense. No, I'm on Tony's side with this because with the extra game now, 4,000 yards is not that great. That's what? Two, no, it's not. It's 220 yards a game. But for him, for him, from what we know as Lamar Jackson, not to be a pocket passer or to be a passer of the football, if he can get, I don't know. I, I'm saying. I think it's not fair for him. I don't, I, don't, I don't think it's fair to Lamar Jackson because if he doesn't put up the stats that somebody in his position should be putting up in, in, in a Monken scheme I don't, and, and he doesn't do well, you set him up for failure because that's not who he is. You need to play. If you're going to pay somebody that much money, you need to play into who they are. It's just well, – that's, that's my well, then why go so, Why go sign all these – Talented players, and if you're going to run the because ball, because that's what Monk and want. That's what I'm saying. You, I don't know. You're asking me why I go do all this. I don't know. I'm saying that I'm saying it's wrong. <laughs> I'm saying it's wrong. That's my, that's my opinion. I don't know. I don't know what we'll they're see. doing. They're putting I mean, a we'll lot see. of trust into him. Yeah. So, well, he wanted the money. He wanted all the smoke. Now Lamar Jackson's got it. It's kind of like the Dak Prescott situation where he's yes. like, "Well, I'm worth this much," and it's like, I don't know, dude. Outside of Cowboy fans, everyone else sees what Dak Prescott is. <laughs> you know what I mean, I don't mean to, to talk shit on the Cowboys or, you know, Dak Prescott, but when you sit there and you say, well, I'm worth this much, but your play isn't worth that much, now mm -hmm. we need you to put that play. There's going to be a lot of pressure for not only for Lamar Jackson to succeed, but yes. for the Ravens to move past Forward. They they they're just constantly getting knocked out in the divisional round, just yep. constantly. And it's mm -hmm. not because Baltimore's bad. If you go back and look at Lamar Jackson's stats, he's throwing for like a buck eighty. Yeah, that's you know? what I'm saying, Scott. Like 
you play into your quarterback's strengths. And if you cut out his strength because it's some, something that your offensive coordinator thinks that he wants to do, that's, you're, that's I mean, there's only one of two things that can happen, and it's pretty heavily favored towards failure. That's my opinion. I, I like it, though. You, you take the run. He's going to always be a mobile quarterback. He's going to get yeah. 500 yards minimum, four to five, 500 yards minimum baseline. But it like Scott, like we all said, mobile quarterbacks, what happens to them eventually? They get caught. They get caught. And it, if they, he can scheme up something to get Lamar Jackson going as far as a pocket passer, I'm not saying he's going to be a pocket passer, but to get those that completion percentage and those yards up to save him from rolling out and getting hit, I can see what they're trying to do to, to prolong his career. that's the challenge that Monken has. That's the challenge that he has. He is trying to develop a scheme that's going to allow Jackson to protect his quarterback to to be protected, but to be also still be who he is. Mm-hmm. I I, yeah, that that's that's their challenge. It might be in between, between what Tony says and what I say. Might be in between. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Well, you you put him over or under a thousand yards this year, rushing rushing, rushing under a thousand, way under, way under. I put him under five hundred. Yeah, I say he put him under five hundred. I say his five six hundred maybe. Last two years, twelve games each. He had seven hundred and sixty yards each of the last two years in twelve games. Yeah, I got him. 2020, 2020, 15 games. He had a thousand yards. The MVP year in twenty nineteen, fifteen games. He had twelve hundred and six. His lowest was his rookie season when he had sixteen, uh, sixteen games, and he had six hundred ninety five yards. I was going to say I'll give him about six twenty five. To, to now, say under five hundred, that's huge. Well, okay, let's go now. Do you have his passing yards a year? Yeah. Well, also, hold on. Uh, before he reads the passing yards, a lot of those seasons, all the running backs were hurt. So they had mm-hmm. to rely on Jackson. Now that if Dobbins stays healthy, you don't yeah, need to do that. So, it, it, yeah, you, you don't need to do that. <clears throat> so it, it, that's, it goes into what are they trying to do with this offense? If they're trying to protect him and, main, and, and take away his strength because they want to open up the pass game and get that run game with the running backs who are supposed to be running the ball, not the quarterback, then that eats into his yards. So that's my that's my point. Yeah, Mike, read off his passing yards a year, starting with his rookie year. Twelve oh one in sixteen games, uh, three thousand one hundred twenty seven in fifteen games, two thousand seven hundred fifty seven in fifteen games, two thousand eight hundred eighty two in twelve games, and two thousand two hundred forty two in twelve games. Now. Do you guys also notice a recurring uh, 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 thing going on right there? That he doesn't play a full season. Doesn't play full seasons. Why he had one? One his rookie. His rookie year, he played sixteen games. And another thing, how many he quarterback? He and and how many yards did he throw in a full? I mean, it's his rookie year, but twelve hundred and one. I don't know. <laughs> and six hundred ninety-five. Rushing yeah. yards, so, and and one year, what uh, the three thousand yards that was in twelve or fourteen games, fifteen, fifteen. So at no point has he ever been on pace to even go over thirty five hundred yards. Yep. So that's my point. He's not a passing quarterback. He's not a quarterback that needs to be in the pocket. He's a quarterback that needs to be played to his strengths, which is running the ball. Yeah, but here's the problem. Tony. That's gonna catch you, Mike Vick. He, yep. He's, he's gonna catch you, and that's fine. But that's what that's what he does. That's what he does. You can laugh at it, but when you take that's a play, fine. when when you take away a player's strengths 
and then he starts to suck and his stat line goes down and everyone's like, oh, he fucking sucks. It's not his fault the team took him took away his strengths. Tony, yeah. that make if sense? he gets you five, six hundred yards rushing, you take that. Yeah, that's why I'm saying it's 500 or under. I don't think he goes above that because I think the team's going to take away his strength. That's my opinion. Yeah. 500 rush yards, 4,000 pass yards. I don't 20. think he can reach 4,000. I, I still think he hits 700 rushing yards. If he reaches 700 rushing yards, he's not reaching 4,000 passing yards. Whoa, hell no. So. I have to make a bet, Tony. That's what I got on that. It's, anyway. if, he plays, if he plays a full season, it's 41 yards a game for him to reach 700. Matt's not even shaking my hand, bitch. All right. Oh. Enough about Camp Pass Jackson. <laughs> but, uh, let's move on to the Bengals. I got them the crown of the division. Yep. Division winners, 12 and 5. 13 hey. and 4. I got them going 13 Ooh. and 4. I got 12 and 5. I got 11 and 6. Oh, and no. Tony has them taking second behind the Steelers. Second behind the Steelers. Somebody kick this guy. And that's only because in the six, beginning few games, six Joe and oh, Burrow and Joe Mixon don't play. Six and zero oh going into the bye week. Six and zero. Oh, I have them losing their first two games. I have Burrow coming back after two weeks. Let, let's let's talk about that situation. I, I, when when it happened, um, shockwaves went across the phone. You know, with Joe Burrow went down with the the calf injury. Um, I thought he tore his Achilles, um, or or he tore his his calf muscle. Um, when he went down, everybody's like, Zach Taylor said, it's not, not a big deal, not a big deal. And then a day or two, it comes out being a grade two tear, whatever it was. Um, and he's questionable for week one. So what do you guys think? Is he more hurt than we're being led on to? Or is he on par, you think, to start week one? Because it says right now week one could be in question. I don't think – I think if there's any type of question, I don't think you play on week one. I, I think – I think you have to sit them. The reason being is this is a long season. Even if they lose that first game, there's regardless. Okay, even if they go twelve and five, they're mm-hmm. still going to make the playoffs. After they're their still- bye, they have a brutal schedule. Yeah, they do. And so if you're going to save Burrow, you save him those first few games if you can. Yep. Yeah, I and and you know what? To be honest, they got the wide receivers to win games with a backup quarterback and they also have the defense to help their their backup is Simeon. They yeah, they are they are set up to be okay if Burrow misses yeah. a couple games. Now I'm not saying they have weapons. Yeah. yeah. If he misses like a month to six weeks, like this ends up like what Matt's saying, like they say he goes out and practices and re-aggravates or whatever and they're like, okay, we gotta shut him down. He may not be back till after the bye week. I think Cincinnati's schedule or Cincinnati's season is then in jeopardy. Because like what Tony says, it gets brutal after the week seven bye. Okay, so they will need Burrow back. I think no later than week three. If he misses into week three, week four, and they lose those couple first games, if he misses week three, they're all right. They're playing the Rams. That's why I say after their bye, Scott. Because I think that after the first two, games, you got you got the two division games to start the season. You got Cleveland and Baltimore. Which is important, which is important. I, I understand. I understand. Those are important. Different. But look who they have after that. They have the Rams. They have the Titans. They have Arizona. Yeah, which they can all win without Burrow. So yes. they can win those. Now week six, Burrow. week six without Burrow is a different question. They're playing Seattle. Yeah, I have them winning that game only because I think Burrow's going to be back before. Mm-hmm. I, I based my schedule on Burrow being there every game. 
Yep. Yeah. That's what I did too. I, I based it off of Burrow playing the entire year. I, I think worst honestly, I think the worst case scenario is gonna happen is he misses week one. Maybe they lose, maybe they win, who knows? But after that, it's is back to business. Like I said, they have a defense that no one really even talks about because they have so many stars on the offensive side of the ball that that defense just goes, you know, overlooked. But under the radar can shut people the fuck down. So, like, even if Burrow misses and the offense has a little bit of a hiccup, that defense will step up and they will keep them in games and can't even win them some of those games. Oh, yeah. And this and what they did in the offensive line, man, this offseason last year. I they, don't. Um, uh, I heard that shit no. last year. Bro. Yeah, yeah. I, they signed last year. It, it took a while for the offensive line to gel. I mean, you got to keep Burrow protected. This this year, they they signed one of the best tackles in free agency, Orlando Brown from Kansas City. Yeah. He's a great tackle, man. That was a good signing. That That's was- a great signing. You got Lyle, Lyle Collins on the on the right side. I think he's, I think they're moving him to the right. They're going to put Orlando Brown on the left. Um, so I think that's going to be an underrated signing for Burrow. Um, and with this, the, these weapons that he has on the outside, man, and, and Higgins and Chase, if he's healthy, this team with this defense, like Scott said, it's uh, don't it's forget, be a force Boyd, with. pretty underrated. Oh, yeah, he's a good, he's a good wide receiver three, yeah, for the team. But I'm, I'm talking about these two monsters on the outside, man, that are, yeah, yeah, I think best wide receiver trio. Duel. Duos is that there's so many good du- duos, mm-hmm. you know, you got, you got in Miami. I mean, I, I still think Ty- Hill and, and Waddle are the best duos. Uh, quarterback. I mean, wide receiver duo in the NFL. I just, they're, they're both just so good. I, I just, even with how good Jamar Chase is and, and T Higgins are, I, I would still prefer to have Hill and Waddle. Waddle. Yeah, I agree. Completely agree with that one. I think Jamar Chase is going to be so if if, if Burrow is healthy and only misses those first two games. I mean, Jamar Chase is on can be on pace to be over fifteen hundred yards if he stays healthy. I mean, last year he was on pace for fifteen hundred yards and he missed five games. He had one hundred and thirty four targets and and with with missing five games. So obviously Chase is if Burrow misses Higgins is going to take the hit. Chase yeah. is going to get his. Yeah, I agree. That's, that's the way I see it. One one uh, offensive signing, I think, that kind of flew under the radar is Irv Smith. Yeah. Oh, I've been waiting for a big swerve, man. He has yeah, not. Really, really talented, but his problem yeah. has not been able to stay healthy. Half, I, man. I was high on him last year uh, in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. You knew Minnesota gave up on him the second they, they, they traded. They signed Hawkinson. Yeah, the yeah. second they traded for Hawkinson, you knew Smith was not going to be re- returning to Minnesota. So – um, but you know what? If you think about it, in Joe, Joe Burrow's time with Cincinnati, he's never had a tight end. No, it's not that he's never had a tight end. He just hasn't needed to utilize the tight end position mm-hmm. because of the the wide receivers that he's been handed on a platter. I mean, he's been he he's just been handed these these guys. So um, the tight end position hasn't really been like it's just not as like a sore mark on on the team because. They don't need a uh, an explosive tight end, but if Irv Smith can stay healthy, Mike, I'm totally on board with what you're saying. Like, could be a very under the radar move that could help them maybe get to the Super Bowl. You know, if, yeah, if he's healthy and, and they utilize him. I really thought Cincinnati was going to the Super Bowl last year. I had I had a San Francisco Cincinnati Super Bowl pick last year. Um, you know, it it almost happened, but it should have been, yeah, yeah. yeah 
That's that's the Super Bowl I think everybody wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so I I really think here's here's my thing. I know we haven't talked about the the AFC West, but I think if the Bengals and Kansas City played, I, I would take the Bengals. Well, I mean, the Bengals have actually beaten. They've they've been really good against Kansas City. Joe Burrow's mm-hmm. been very good against Mahomes, and I think. Just they're, based they're off, the only, they're the only ones I think really that can give Kansas City a run for their money. Burrow is Mahomes' kryptonite. Yeah, the Bills still can, but uh, the Bills can, but they haven't gotten over that hump like the Bengals have with them. Yeah, yeah. I think well, you look at it in terms of like statistics. Like when it comes to the Bills, there's a seventy-five percent chance that the Kansas City is going to win that game every time. Uh, when it comes to the Bengals, it's fifty-fifty. Yeah, back and forth. That's a battle. It's a great game to watch. You know, and as good as Josh Allen, yeah. he still makes these mistakes where you're like, you should be past those type of throws and those type of mistakes. And they've they have haunted Buffalo. Mm-hmm. I, I really believe that Buffalo not moving on has I, I totally blame I totally put the blame on on Josh Allen's shoulders, to be honest. You know, if you're gonna beat teams like the Bengals, Ravens. You know, I, I'm even going to throw Jacksonville in the mix now. And, and Kansas City, the first thing that comes to mind is the, the the best quarterbacks in the league, the guys, all these guys take care of the ball really well. You know, even though you know we're talking about Lamar Jackson, you know, not being the greatest passer, he doesn't throw a ton of interceptions. I mean, he doesn't have as many attempts as these guys. But, um, you know, and, and if the Bengals do have their offensive line figured out, and you give Joe Bur- – I mean, Joe Burrow – his whole career has been used to like, you know, having to be quick, 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 quick. If you give him now time in the pocket, yeah, that offense can oh, really man. take. He's been forward. he's been Andrew Luck the first two three years of his career. Yeah, Luck. Yeah. Even though Tony hated Andrew Luck, I really, <laughs> I really well, Tony, you're Bengals. If no. you look at the draft, the Bengals didn't focus on offense right away. Their first three picks were defense. They don't need anything. Which should be they need, exactly. They and they're like uh, like Scott said, their defense is sneaky good. Yeah, they're they're stacking that defense up to stop one team, one team only, and they yes, now possibly can. Um, So so let's get to the offseason talk with the the running back in this backfield. Yo, (laughs) Um, behind him you have behind him you have uh, Chris Evans, um, Chase Brown, Travion Williams. There's no back. Nobody. There's nobody behind him. They should have let some IJP Ryan go. They shouldn't, but I mean, they still got veterans out there. You still got Fournette. I agree with Tony, but yeah. But what happens is teams start signing these veterans, and they have. Well, two two vets went off the board this week. They have. Yeah. Just in the last couple of days. If I am the Bengals, I am probably, I'm probably in talks right now with some of these running backs. Yeah. And and maybe bringing them in for maybe a one year deal. Um, I would have had peak all day. You know, but I think Fournette. I don't understand why people are so low on Fournette. I I, I just feel like people are low on him. That's why he's still a free agent. I mean, how does Zeke get signed before Fournette? Yeah, I think Fournette had a he had a he had one of the better seasons with a shitty Tom Brady. <laughs> I think like Fournette did very well with Tom Brady and better than anything he did in Jacksonville. So well, it wasn't. I, I think Fournette has it in him. It, it it wasn't so much a shitty Tom Brady. You got to remember all what they lost three starting offensive linemen to begin the season over there in Tampa. They just didn't have an offensive line all year. 
you know, and, and Fournette still did pretty well behind a terrible offense. Yeah. I think well, you bring into Cincinnati where there's like no pressure, there's no nothing. Um, I think that that would be a great, great signing if, if I'm Cincinnati. I do it rather, whether protect themselves, it, yeah, yeah. But well, I mean, think about it. Look how long the NFL took to do anything about the Kamara situation, and there was tape, there was evidence against Kamara, and they were still like, "Well, we're gonna hold off," and they waited till this year to finally do anything yeah. about it. So I think with Mixon, I think Mixon plays the whole year, and maybe he Next ends up year. In trouble. Another thing too is he took a fat pay cut, and I think he took a fat, yeah. fat pay cut because he was afraid to get cut. They were going to cut him. There, uh, there was a lot of rumors saying that they're going to let him go. I yeah. think he went from twelve point eight to I think he dropped down to seven. Why? Well, isn't it five yeah. something with uh, with some uh, bonuses? Yeah, with some bonuses to get to like it's seven and a half, almost eight mil. It's something like that. But he, dude, it's not only that. Uh, <laughs> like to, I think today, uh, the fourteenth, which was yesterday, right? He went in on his trial for his. He had an aggr- aggravated menacing charge. He waved a gun. He brandished a gun at a woman, and a road rage incident. Road rage incident last month, and that's that not including a, that was after the deal with the kids. Yes, that was yeah. after the deal where reportedly shots were fired from his house into a group of kids, and I think a kid was hit in the foot. Yeah, he got, got foot or the leg. Yeah, the foot or leg. In the foot, I think he went to the hospital. And... So, and that was like Scott, like Mike said, the brandishing incident was like a two months after that. So. This guy's into some deep shit, and I don't know, man. Uh, it's just it's, what, it's what, a what, sticky situation for what sucks with the with the whole shooting incident. Like it wasn't even him. They're saying that he gave the guys the guns who shot at them. That's how I was reading it. it it's read that like he provided the the weapons to the but his still. Posse. Did that really happen, or is it his entourage taking it, the rap? I don't know exactly. It I says shots shots were fired from his house allegedly. I don't know. Who knows? So we'll see. I, I, I mean, he's proven it's, it's right. He's over here waving a fucking gun at a woman in a in a road rage incident. So I'm assuming there's guns somewhere in the house. <laughs> I just I'm, I'm I am surprised though that Cincinnati, with that going on, hasn't brought in somebody as a backup plan yet. Yeah, because they're going to be blindsided if all of a sudden well, something happens legally. He gets suspended, and there's nobody for them to get. But I think it's like what Scott said, the whole Alvin Kamara situation last year. Everybody was like, okay, he's going to get suspended. And then when he didn't, and they said they were going to let him play all this past year, and then they're going to take care of it in the offseason. So I think – and they have to be connected to the league. Um, I'm sure I'm sure the Bengals are close with the NFL right now talking to them, saying, you know, what's going on with the whole legal situation and yeah. and all that stuff. So I'm assuming they know something that we don't. Yeah, um, it might be, taken off, might be taken care of in the offseason. But, but still, even besides that, besides the suspension, like – just based off of injury behind Joe Mixon, there's nothing there. So mm-hmm. now I, I don't know if you bring in a veteran running back just to be safe. I mean, just in case the injury happens I, or. I think you have to. Uh, it, with this offense, that's what I'm saying. Yes, you have to, especially if you're running for a Super Bowl win. You have mm-hmm. to have something behind him. Either whether whether it's the legal issues or him getting hurt, so, something needs to be behind him if you're pushing for a Super Bowl. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. I was actually going to say that Tony about uh how you know if you're in a Super Bowl run, you you got to make sure you are you, all those boxes are checked all the way down the line. Yeah. And I think the running back room is something that can be addressed and should be addressed because even if Mixon doesn't get suspended, Mixon has had a small history of of missing games here and there. 
and you know it only takes one hammy you know which you know i i'm not trying to jinx anyone because i actually do have the Bengals is the number one team in the nfl right now i think i think top to bottom i think they are the best team in the nfl i know 49er fans are probably like how can you wear that hat and say that but you know i'm a realist and there's a lot of question marks as to how brock purdy's going to do in his sophomore year and everything so i don't think you can put the 49ers ahead of the Bengals. so right now i have the Bengals even ahead of kansas city so that's that's just my personal opinion but that would be based i'm sure that's based more on defense at that point it's not so much is it i mean realistically well, you're you're saying you're saying overall yeah i mean do you really yeah. put no burrow that far behind patrick Mahomes? no that's what i'm saying the offenses are are not that far apart so then at that point you go look at the defense aspect and cincinnati's defense is by far better than kansas better city than kansas city yeah yeah and I I, too, if you look at the divisions um you know the afc north is a much rougher i mean the, the these teams I mean, think of, when you think about Steelers, Ravens, you think of like teams that go out there and, and hit. You know what I mean? That's hard just, hitting teams. Even yeah. the Browns, for being so shitty for so many years, like they were, it's their hard hitting, yeah. hard hitting defenses. Yeah, and I mean Kansas City. I mean the Chargers is as much hype as the Chargers get every year. They're always a disappointment. At some point during the season, they always got a huge injury or two. They get to play the Raiders twice. <laughs> they get free wins every time. Yeah, they still can't go. They still can't go all the way. I, I think when it comes <laughs> down to based off a of schedule and who they play, I just think the Bengals would be much more battle tested come playoff time. That's that's all I'm saying. But um, and Bengals have tough opponents this year too, outside their division. Yeah, they do. They yeah. I mean, yeah. look, second, looking second looking at outside their division, you got Kansas City, you got Minnesota, you got Jacksonville, you got Buffalo, Seattle, and and San Francisco. Is that, is that Kansas City game on Christmas? No, Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve. Okay. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. they 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 have tough games outside their division. Yeah, it's it's going to be a good season for them to test test them, and if they can come out on top, I. I, I can see them taking a Super Bowl. Man. But, if you really, if you think Steelers, about it, they have a I playoff like I, game. I still have the Steelers taking the division. Um, that's that's. I think they're going to be a great team to watch too. If if you think about it and you look at Baltimore's schedule, they got a playoff opponent pretty much every other week. Yep. Yeah. Anything else you guys want to add? Yeah, I'm just reading this right now. Um, who was high on the Browns? Who had the Browns winning 10, 11 games? Somebody no, or no? No. Nobody. I had them at nine. I had them nine and okay, eight. Okay, Mike had them as a winning record. I just read a. Um, this is from the Athletics Zach Jackson. He's been at camp every day since training camp opened. He says, as Jackson notes in his article, anything that involves Deshaun Watson remaining in the pocket has been an adventure, and now since early in camp, have we seen a string a string of consecutive completions in any eleven on eleven period? He goes on to highlight the overall lack of consistency of pass attempts over 10 yards. Yeah. That's not good. Not good. So we'll see. Yep. I, I don't think he's going to be. But that that offense, though, too, can also run through Chubb. If he's struggling against their defense. If, 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 he, if Deshaun Watson is struggling, <laughs> yeah. Chubb can carry oh, that load. Man. Not yeah, again. Not, not far. Not far. No, not, not against division opponents. No. No. Look, okay, look, Cincinnati. 
Pittsburgh, Baltimore, obviously they played them twice. You got to play San Francisco. They're going to be, they're one of the best teams against the run. All right. Jacksonville, they're not the greatest against the run, but they're still going to have They'll a show up. Well, and they're off and, but their offense is going to put up points. Yeah. The Jets, Denver's always got a really good defense. Like, they, they they are going to play teams that have both good offense, good defense, and what happens if they can't complete passes on, let's just say you stop Chubb first down and it, it's second and eight, okay? Uh, can you trust Watson to yeah, at least and eight? try to get a six-yard pass? Yeah. Third and long? Yeah, no. I mean, yeah, it's just – I'm not I, saying this, this is going to happen during the season, but I'm just saying that, I mean, the yeah. guy – there's a beat writer, a beat writer connected to the source, and he's there every day. I mean, he sees it, so I don't know. Yep, but it's one of those things where you always hear it every year. There's either yeah. hype on someone, or there's just way too much like mm-hmm. over analysis. Yeah, know, you, over analysis. Overall, I'm excited. For this you season. take it with a grain of salt. I mean, you take yeah. everything with a grain of salt. So yeah, yeah. So, but um, I think that's pretty much it for today. We're, I don't want to a little talk. bit of news with signings. Well, no. So I was talking to Matt earlier today. We have one more week in in, in the division, and then what I want to do is by then, uh, by our next podcast, it's uh, after that. It week three preseason preseason will happen. We will see the starters, and we can go ahead and do more of a yeah. full NFL breakdown as far as what we see. I only brought that up because it was it had something to pertain to the the division with the. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. Yeah. I no. It, that's good. Yeah. I'm not arguing with that. I'm just saying, like, you know, we'll and save we, it. we'll save it for the for that podcast. Yeah, all, all, all the final two weeks of issue or things that are happening. Swirl. Yeah. yeah so, Mike, what's the date next Wednesday? I completely forgot to look at what the date is next the Wednesday. Twenty third. Okay, so yeah. I meant to men- I meant to mention this at the beginning of the podcast, but we're it's going to be all over social media. We're, we're going to get it out there, but uh, we're going to be doing our first live show. Going over the AFC West um, next Wednesday, uh, time to be determined. So we'll get that out there for everyone. But um, we're gonna try to really push it on social media. See how many people we can get in the room. We'll be taking questions uh, during during the podcast. We'll be taking questions after the podcast. It could be a long show. Um, we'll see how that. <laughs> but um, we do hope we see everyone there. So with that said, I'd like to. Uh, Thank everyone for joining the podcast and we will see everyone next week live. And it should be a good one because yeah. we're going to get on the Raiders. I look forward to talking <laughs> about the Raiders are going to take the division. baby. <laughs> yeah. Preseason champs. Uh, Tony already. All right, gentlemen. Already in mid-season form. <laughs> I'll do, I'm gonna, you already know what I'm going to do next week. So, Oh, yeah. I'll, I know. We'll see you later. <laughs> That's why Scott's going to host it so he can mute you. No. <laughs> We're we talk about the Raiders. I, I'm I'm leaving the podcast as soon as we bring up the Raiders. And it's time to talk yeah. about. It. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Okay. All right. We'll All, see right. You later. All right. See you. See you.